1: wherever podcasts
0: are available. This episode of Beyond is brought to you by 4hyms.com. ForHims.com. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation.
1: beyond beyond
2: beyond beyond
1: beyond Beyond. Beyond. wait i'm late every time guys no it's okay brian and i do it back we didn't hit like a a
3: chorus there and then it's it's fine yeah i like it. working out yeah
1: beyond and hello everyone my name is jonathan Dornbush. i am your host for this week's episode of beyond podcast episode number 543 all right five forty three. i'm very excited to be here with you guys uh today i am joined by alana pierce hey what's up brian alzano hello and tina amini hello hello how are you guys doing?
3: We're good. Don't, yeah. don't Very good. good. Some
4: yeah. exciting stuff this week.
1: Oh, yeah. We yeah it, is a, talk about. it is a packed week, and we have so much to tell you about this week, including Rage 2. It's real and not just a silly leak on Walmart Canada mm-hmm. any longer. We're also going to be talking about Sony's E3 press conference. We have a better idea of what they're going to be showing off, and it's some really exciting games, which you may have heard of before. We're also going to be talking about Days Gone, because there is a lot of new information and gameplay out there to see about that game, uh, as well as we're also going to be talking about Square Enix is having an E3 press conference and a new super hot as announced sweet this is a very busy week that's a lot slept. going on i don't yeah. i i haven't slept at all just because we've been Well, we're all at all that
4: pre-3 period of time where we're, we're kind of getting the announcements slowly and yeah. at this point i just feel like may is just like e3 beta
1: yeah like the whole mm-hmm. month well it, ma- it makes sense e3, to, if you will mm-hmm. yes pre-3 it makes sense to get your stuff out early so you have like an actual day or two of coverage
3: it's also it also good. allows you to beat all of the leaks that will inevitably happen when Teamsters take photos of the stuff they're <laughs> building inside the so, convention. And that's
4: so. one of the yeah. curious things rage about yes. Rage, yep. which we will yeah. talk about, is I really want to like they they had the leak from Walmart mm-hmm. and then immediately afterwards they made that photoshop with paint that was like you did it wrong walmart and yeah. tweeted that from their accounts and then from bethesda and then they've had this marketing campaign was this all planned
1: or is uh, this in response to well, leak? yeah so for if you haven't been following along there was a big walmart canada leak of mm-hmm. a bunch of games listed on the site which may or may not be real we know rage 2 is real but other things that were listed were that new. was the
4: one that i believed the least so yeah i'm pretty sure they're all real so that, yeah there was for forza
2: horizon number 10 Fine. Yeah. yeah, it
1: was, <laughs> gift one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there were a lot of games on there, including Borderlands 3 and New Assassin's Creed. So games you would assume are probably coming out, but that we haven't heard anything official mm-hmm. about. And then a few days later, we did get official confirmation of Rage. Uh, but Bethesda liked to play into the leak. They realized, mm-hmm. like, we might as well make the best of the situation. As you were saying, the Rage account came back from the dead and started mm-hmm. tweeting and mocking the leak and other things coming and then they put out like 30 different photos of teasing rage 2 effectively but they finally showed a trailer it's a CG trailer first yep. and that was the first look we got there's also a gameplay trailer coming out that will have that will be out yeah. as the show's already out 14 we have not seen it so you will have seen it we hope it's good mm-hmm. uh but we did get this first CGI trailer which shows a lot of Mad Maxian rage like people rocking out to Andrew WK.
3: Even the uh, PR email we got about the teaser was sort of tongue-in-cheek about all this. It was sort of like, oh, you probably haven't heard about this game by now, but uh, here it is. Again, I
4: really wonder if they had planned this to... Announced it early.
2: They did do that with Fallout Four. I
3: remember mm-hmm. they announced
2: that before E Three, so it could have been planned. But um, considering how much they're like rolling into this now, I feel like it's a possibility. Whereas yeah. before, I was like, totally, this is reactionary. Yeah, yeah. it was a smart reaction. Yes, yeah.
1: absolutely. I think my guess would be the reveal and the gameplay that we'll see was planned. But the amount of photos they put out teasing Five Fourteen and all this stuff, and the trailer announced Monday, like uh, you data couldn't stuff. make
4: this trailer in a week.
1: Yes, yeah. So I, I think some of it played into the leak, but this was definitely planned. I think. Yeah. yeah. So
3: far. It's feeling sort of like Mad Max meets Splatoon in terms of art direction. <laughs> yeah. Which I dig Because of um, the pink? Yeah, it's just like yeah. hot neon everywhere just exploding, which is just weird. Um I don't this is like this is one of those things that I don't think a ton of people ask for. So it's up to Bethesda really to convince the audience that this is something that they need. But then again, yeah. it's been yeah. this, this is a franchise that people kind of enjoyed, but it's been dormant for so long that I don't really remember came out in where 2010. 2010, yeah. yeah. was the first game. Almost a decade ago. I had a
4: yeah. lot of beef with that game. It, it also came out... 2010 was one of the best years of video games. Mm-hmm. So a hard, but uh, I had this issue where I would get into that sort of hub area that they had, and then I would try to leave it, and it would tell me I would sign out on my profile, and then I would s- try to sign back in, and I couldn't. Ooh. So I just encountered a bug. I restarted the game. That was like 10 hours in, and the same thing happened. So. Did it make you angry? It made me rage, Brent. <laughs> it made me rage. Um, yeah. But I, I do think... If you combine Rage with Mad Max, both games that I think are fine and you put them together, there's something really cool there. Yeah. Totally. And I yeah. think the color does help. I don't know what this is gonna look like in the game, but yeah. I think having it less yellowy wasteland and more like crazy punk, I mm-hmm. think, is cool. Um so there's definitely a concept there that we haven't really seen in games before that they can and there are other really good games they can learn from. Basically.
3: Well we were fine. we were like knee deep in the like the sepia in mm-hmm. twenty ten. That was yes. every game had that sort of like burnt paper look yeah. to everything you know and so i think it's getting better now which mm-hmm. is good i think people are celebrating color a lot more yep. in video games and so if that's something that this game can do then great but yeah like i said it's been so long since we played this game that i think a lot of people either don't have nostalgia for it or they forget what they liked or didn't like so introducing it to a whole new generation a whole new audience who probably never played the original version. Um, there's there's a lot that it can do that's you know that's brand new here mm-hmm. so i saw some people
2: excited about it which was weird to me because i remember it as a totally forgettable game yes, yes. but the i think the overall consensus is that the gunplay was really satisfying yep. which is yeah. a good foundation i suppose
4: it was also the enemies the way they jumped around environments was fun like they would come from a ceiling come from around a corner mm-hmm. so it was it felt like an arcade shooter almost and that, that was a lot of fun um, yeah we just need
2: a better story
1: and a man better
4: is this footage of, of, yeah. of
1: rage the, this is footage if you're watching the video version of the show we are looking at the original rage Look at that
2: lack of color
1: yeah it was uh, a very grim game yeah i that don't know a, that
2: like splashing being pink all over everything is the way to go right yeah. it, does, it does feel really mismatched in a way i mean who knows we've only seen sure like a, a small small fraction yes yeah, yeah. Of what and it's going to look like
1: and speaking of we were saying if they're marrying sort of mad max with the rage world that will work really well they're doing that behind the scenes because avalanche studios is working on this game with its software and yeah. avalanche mm-hmm. did the mad max video game which
4: i think is really cool um the one thing that i i really wanted to happen that this makes me now think there won't be a mad max game is a mad max game with the nemesis system
1: yeah right i don't,
4: I don't imagine they can license that because it's wb that has it but man that'd be cool like that being in rage would be awesome as well because if it's mad max style you know they have these warlords that should be built up but it sucks mm-hmm. that they're, they're probably not going to get mad max 2 now
3: a lot of people's biggest exposure to rage was through breaking bad weirdly enough yeah it's like there was oh, an yeah. episode where it cut to jesse who was high on meth hanging out in his like weird but he was playing, it with, he's, a, he's the light playing gun. it with a light gun, gun. yeah yeah, yeah. That's
1: and there, so funny. there was also a mobile game at the time. I forget mm-hmm. exactly what the subtitle was, like Rage Anarchy or something like mm. that. Yeah. So they tried to push it out to be this bigger universe, and I think it sold well, but wasn't really fondly remembered, it seems, for the large part. But- yeah,
4: I think it was... The open world was pretty absent. You could drive between things, but there wasn't a lot to do aside from some jumps, um, and the driving was a little weird, and... Yeah. Yeah, uh, the story tried but wasn't quite there. Yeah, I think if they have a better narrative, then it will be.
3: The timing is interesting too because Bethesda stated recently that their press conference was going to be very long. Yeah, possibly their longest. Possibly their longest. And so if you look at their portfolio, Rage 2 is probably not the sequel that everyone was hoping for the most. But there's a chance that those still could be coming because they're getting this out of the way right now.
4: Well, I remember with the Fallout 1, they announced Fallout 4, they had the trailer, and then most of their press conference was how Fallout works, which mm-hmm. I loved. I don't think Rage 2 will be that game. Now they've said that they're not, there's like, it's not an Elder Scrolls game that they're working on this year or something like that. Right. Uh, it, or it's not like the Elder Scrolls. That's, six? that's like
1: not what they're next, yeah, they, I think they've been talking about how they're not looking at the Elder Scrolls 6 as like their next big thing. So.
4: And someone in the office like floated this as like a dumb theory. What if it's just called Skyrim 2 and that's how they get around yeah, it not yeah. being the Elder Scrolls 6. Well,
1: I love that and I think it makes the most sense because we actually decided to like look on Google and see what makes sense and Skyrim is such a bigger term than the Elder it Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be people who've
4: played times. Skyrims who don't even, Skyrims, Skyrim <laughs> who don't even know what the Elder Scrolls is. Yeah. Like they'd be like, what is the Elder Scrolls? What is yeah. this? Like I, being Skyrim 2 would make sense if it's a really long conference having an hour of Skyrim. Like.
3: Oh my god, yeah. Yeah.
4: Otherwise, they're probably not making a new Wolfenstein yet. I don't imagine there's a new Dishonored. Uh, Doom... Could be time for a new Doom. Yeah. That would make sense.
1: Yeah. Well, and th- that's why I have some faith in at least I'm, my curiosity is peaked with Rage 2 because Bethesda's been really good recently at taking stuff like Doom and Wolfenstein that has sort of been dormant for a while and making interesting twists and re-realizations. Right. Well, one of the of things with franchises.
4: Rage 2 was in the, the marketing images they showed, a lot of it had, they had
2: like Big Ben and other things that seemed yeah. like it might be in London. Yeah. Which sounds cool. There's been
1: some like cabs that the weird Mad Maxian men were trying to get into. Yeah. Didn't which really fits
2: fit. in line with the whole like punk setting since it's such a big setting community Mm -hmm. there Yeah. yeah yeah question yes how likely do you think it is that
1: rage 2 is a shared world shooter likely
4: it's not a very bethesda thing to do
1: yeah or has a battle royale mode
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being worked on but that's also not a bethesda thing to do it or is it's just a- like borderlands but done by them in their yeah. style because mm-hmm. it does seem kind of like the whole like gritty outfits and like in mm-hmm. this dusty
1: post-apocalyptic kind of setting
3: also it does being seem kind of fun like and that. goofy yeah yeah exactly yeah, totally. yeah. i feel totally.
1: like it
4: should have some kind of co-op but,
1: we'll but see. i would be surprised if it is a solely single-player open yeah. world first person mm-hmm. shooter um, again sort yeah. of thing like I think there will be a multiplayer component of something mm-hmm. I don't
2: know what it is I would but. love like grouping up with other people in the style of Borderlands at the very yeah. least to have like yeah. three other
1: co-op players have a yeah, tackling. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly
1: especially if you get to have your own car and maybe do something with it and be able to have a crew basically on that sort of caravan yeah. I see that being a really fun
0: thing but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we interrupt this program to bring you a brief message from Hims, a new wellness brand for men here's a not so fun fact 66% of men lose their hair by age 35 and by the time you start to notice hair loss, it's usually too late. It's generally easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair that you've lost, so why not do something about it? 4 is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and other stuff like that that might be embarrassing to deal with in person. Luckily with Hims, there's no waiting room, no awkward doctor's visits, and you can save plenty of time by just going to a website. Hims connects you with real doctors and gives you medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss and other, possibly embarrassing problems. And this isn't snake oil, pills, or gas station counter supplements, either. These well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair thanks to science baldness can be optional if this sounds like it would help you out order now our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks today right now while supplies last see the website for full details but this would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or to a pharmacy so just go to forhimscom beyond that's f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com slash beyond once again, that's 4hymns.com slash beyond. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. We'll find
1: out more. I assume you have seen more if you're listening or watching this, so I hope it sure. looked cool. I hope the it was speculation's
4: good. speculation's going to suck for people yeah. listening to this tomorrow. <laughs> Luckily,
1: things we can speculate on that people won't know about yet is what is exactly going to be shown at Sony's E3 press conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, Sean Layton of Sony Interactive Entertainment uh, said that they are going to highlight four games at the PlayStation Showcase, and that's The Last of Us Part Two. Death Stranding. I'm trying to do it from memory and not look at my page because I'm very good at this. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima.
4: And Spider-Man. Yes,
1: thank you. <laughs> Spider-Man's coming so soon, I always keep forgetting that it is the thing that they're going to show, like, for a big part of the I conference. kind of hope but, they start with it? Yeah, I, I have a feeling it'll be the starting game. Mm, but
4: it's that all Lost of Us.
1: Yeah. Uh, but so the, those four games are going to be the highlight of the showcase, uh, in addition to some, Third-party announcements they've implied are going to be there as well, but there won't be new hardware, so mm-hmm. PSVR two or a PlayStation Five well no all... new
4: controllers for PSVR, which I've been asking for for such a long time. Yeah, that or will Vita. be.
1: No, Vita Vita, I had to throw it in there. Vita two will RIP. be at PSX twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah, uh, so none of that, but those four games will be highlighted, and we know we assume we'll, they'll do some big deep dives on them, and not just a quick trailer. Right, all
4: the loss of us part two, the centerpiece. Yes, um, so yeah. you know we'll probably actually finally see someone playing it on stage this mm-hmm. time. Yeah, which is exciting. Um, the one thing that gets me about this is they they mentioned third party they mentioned some indie games but this makes it sound like there are no new first party exclusives being announced. Yeah, um, in a way
2: it sounded like they were almost prefacing it, like they announced it in that way. There are four big games as a way to like preface and offshoot yeah. people mm-hmm. potentially saying like, oh wait, there are no new games. You only have stuff we've seen before. Which is
3: interesting. Yeah. It's, it feels like something that Nintendo's been doing a lot recently mm-hmm. where they're just sort of like, hey, uh, the Switch won't be at E3 or E3 is only about Mario or like Gamescom is only about this. Like they're kind of setting expectations uh, going in. I think it's a good idea. That's yeah. it. it's never enough to Stop us from speculating. Oh yeah. We'll still always ask. And for wishing more. for more. But, but more. it's
4: <laughs> also, I totally want to see these full games. So yeah, yeah. It's like, totally. Yeah, we, we've
1: gotten one CG trailer for Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. We don't today, even know so what
2: that game is. Yeah, we have yeah. no
1: idea how it's going to play. I hope it's just another. Yeah, if they're
2: deep cool dives, like, like that would be amazing to see them actually play it on screen if yeah. that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Or if this is just a play to own their own narrative, then you know, I mean, we'll, the same, yeah, or Probably yeah. call them out after the fact.
4: Yeah, to Death Stranding as well is like we obviously want to see gameplay and no more short film. I mean, I want to see more of those short films. I will happily take another of
1: those a year. They could show me
4: every year. And I'd be like, yeah, more cool, of that. Um, Even if
1: the game comes out, I still want there to be those short films. Mm-hmm. Totally. Just keep
4: for. making them forever. Yes, it's great.
1: Yeah, that's cool it's for like me. a weird Pixar short animated. Babies yes, sure. that disappear.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, but I mean I think that's enough to make us all excited. Uh but the, the question, I think Barrett might have written this in the in the document. Um Thanks, Barrett. Does that mean that we won't have any more first party exclusives from PlayStation this generation?
1: So I was doing the math and looking at sort of the lineup of first-party studios, and I would think probably not. Mm. Like, we know pretty much what every studio is working on for the most part or is likely working on. Uh, like, we can assume Polyphony will work on Gran Turismo in perpetuity forever so mm-hmm. long as they live, uh, whereas something like Guerrilla we can assume is probably working on Horizon 2. Mm-hmm. Is that a game for this generation? I don't know. It's probably next gen. But in general, most of the studios, like Ben, still has Days Gone coming. Uh, there's still Dreams coming. So there are Santa still a Monica's lot of people.
4: Probably games. working on another God of War already.
1: Yeah, that pre pro for God of War yeah. 6, uh, yeah. 2, whatever. Uh, another one is
4: Wild. Um, yeah, Michelle Ansel's game. Yeah. That we haven't heard of since 2015. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been a while. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where that would be, but that could end up being.
3: I feel a new like generation? it's going to be a while before we see something brand new from the Horizon guys too. For sure. So well.
1: Yeah. So. And whereas most of the other studios either just release something or are working on things to be released and there have even been, uh, there's that game Concrete Genie, which mm-hmm. they showed off at PSX, mm-hmm. yep. which is a PlayStation 4 exclusive sort of thing, but they highlighted it there but really haven't promoted it in a way at like an E3 yet. So I could see that very much being yeah. another sort of like secondary showpiece yep. sort of game. But do you guys think this is like the end of Sony first party games like this list? It for the gen?
3: I mean, I don't know cuz I don't know how long this generation's going to go. It doesn't yeah. feel like it needs to stop anytime soon. I know. Like I I it's I know it's been what 5 years. But I could easily go another five with this hardware. I feel
4: like I'd be kind of annoyed getting an announcement that I have to buy new hardware. Same. I don't feel ready for it. And I guess that's probably because of the PS Pro, like the way that that came out. And with PSVR, they've had hardware releases like staggered. So I think, you know, if next year they're like, you have to buy a new $500 thing to play these games, they'd be like, but I'm not ready to do that
0: yet.
3: Yeah, and I don't think a lot of the audience is. I mean, the PlayStation 4 sold millions last last year and will again this year, and Mm. especially this fall with – Spider-Man and everything else um Red Dead being there like this it's going to sell a lot of units and to tell those people to turn around and buy something new in 2 years uh it's probably not a good look but also yeah if we're mapping out what all the all the sort of like first and second party studios are working on uh kind of seems like everything's a known quantity so i mean always hope for surprises right but yeah that said like these are four gigantic games still yes. coming yeah. and i don't think all of them will be here this year maybe even next i I still don't really think we're going to see death stranding until like 2020 yeah honestly
1: i I think death stranding and probably last of us are 2020 Mm -hmm. likely games especially because if you look at the pattern they did with a lot of games coming out this year they very much tease them in back in 2016 yeah or so
4: and so So that would would make sense if that means that the year that we get new consoles is 2021 Yes. I feel like that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That just feels
1: so far away. I know. But it's not that far away. away. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: But it does (laughs) make sense because the PS4 Pro was like this interim console. Mm -hmm. It's like a 0.5 upgrade. So it feels like it it would make sense that it would be the case.
1: And I always associate new hardware with such a jump. Yeah. But right now I don't feel like I need that jump or that they could necessarily do that jump for an affordable price. Well,
4: that's the thing is we we never want consoles to hold games back. Yes. And that is sometimes the case. But because of the PS Pro, I feel like that's not quite happening. Right. And I haven't had many conversations with developers who've said things like, oh, it's frustrating. This hardware, I can't make this game work. Right. I don't feel like we're necessarily at that point yet. I mean, we keep getting games every year that look more beautiful than The Last of war looks absolutely incredible that just came out i was gonna
3: say i don't know how you could play through god of war on a ps4 pro on a 4k tv and and be like man this is really their vision's really being held back Oof, yeah. i Same played it on like, a, right? a
4: launch ps4 with my 1080 tv and was still like whoa it's
3: stunning. <laughs> yeah, it's a stunning video game um i think from this list uh ghost of tushima is like the one that i'm sort of the most fascinated in because mm-hmm. it's the one we know the least about yes yeah. um I moderated their panel at p s x yeah. and we didn't it was a kind of disappointing for the audience because we were basically going through a lot of stuff we knew already because um, they're holding back for the big reveal at e three mm-hmm. but from what we did see is uh they you know they did there's a lot of sort of attention to detail on the era in japan where this is taking place they mocapped horses they've made they have a history of making awesome open world games uh where movement is very important uh so i want to see what this turns out to be i want to see how much they lean into the sort of the lore side of things if you look at a game like neo Mm -hmm. which is really fun and really awesome and if you're if you beat bloodborne and you want something else like it go play that uh they it was like based you know in sort of feudal japan uh, historically but also it had like weird nonsense monsters and just like giant demon creatures and stuff and so i wonder how much of the sort of fantasy element they'll they'll get away with in this game um
2: do we know about that like, not realistic really is well yeah. they said that they're like making their own story yeah. but yeah. effectively it's going to be based on a lot of history so weirdly we know enough about it just from the setting because it's based on like real events well there
3: was that and- there was that famous moment from e3 with kaz harai remember he was he was hosting that E3 thing for PlayStation and they were they were talking about that game Genji 2 and or 2 or 3 and they're like oh all the ba all the battles are based on real oh, yeah. world like fuel Japan so here's this massive enemy crab giant enemy <laughs> yeah, crab the giant <laughs> enemy it turned into like this whole meme so if we get a sequel to that this year I'll be very happy that was like
1: the first PS3 E3 press conference yep. uh where I think also like there was a Ridge Racer meme it's or something Ridge or, Racer that, yep. ridge yeah, race yeah that conference was not great for the PlayStation but great for the internet yep yeah. uh, that was a really good year but mm. uh Tina, Alana, what game are you guys most excited to see from this list of four?
4: Oh, man. It's hard. The, the last of Us part, 2 you don't even need to show me that game. You, you just give me a release date and I'll buy it. You know? And I think yeah. most people feel that way. I almost don't want to see more in, in a way that I'm like, but I'm so excited already. What if I don't have any idea what I'm getting into? Um Ghost of Tsushima, I'm very curious about. But And, I mean, Death Stranding, I'm kind of the same. Just give me whatever. But Spider-Man specifically, I love... I love Spider-Man. I love that universe. But I also just really like that kind of action game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I want to see that combat. I want to see more of that. I want to yeah. see less of it in the way that's like QTO cinematics based. I want to see a scene that's like uh, – the Occam predator challenges like Spider-Man stealthily taking out enemies and see all the weird stuff and environmental attacks he can do like that's the one that I really want to see Um, especially because it's so close
1: they really emphasize that he is a scientist and is creating all these things for him so I'd love to see the extent of that Mm -hmm. game I'd be really excited about combat
2: I'm with you on the last of us too in the sense of like I'm going to play it there's no there's no denying that but at the same time I'm really curious where they're going to take it Mm -hmm. because it felt like such a good like self-contained experience the first game That like where where are you going to go with it now to Mm -hmm. make it still seem like that next step ahead. So I am really curious mm-hmm. about that. But I think Ghost of Tsushima, honestly, for me, um, because I, like, there's nothing that we really know about it, but I, like, love the idea of this cultural meld, because that's essentially what they were teasing of, like, you know, this Mongol invasion, and there's some, like, adaptations that are going on on both sides, and I'm just a sucker for stuff like that. Right. so Like, so I just wanna, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unintended, but awesome. So
4: different to their other games as right? well, that it's yeah. just like, what are you gonna do? Am mm-hmm. I gonna be a superhero samurai? Cause cool.
1: Now I works do for me. it I don't care I'm wondering what the tone is because yeah. I even though infamous does get serious like I do think of a much lighter tone for most of their games totally
2: this one feels so serious yeah. and it's just like it's it's examining like the culture of the samurai and it's examining like you know this Korean background as well yeah and I think it's it's gonna be like such a cool way of looking at those um, two cultures and through the lens of this game and how it actually comes to play in the gameplay too so I think there was that like tiny little clip at the end of the trailer where like this the um you know the last samurai Takes like a effectively a grenade or something, and that's like based in yeah. history. So mm-hmm. it's this it's this cool thing that actually happened that they're using as like this gameplay right. moment too. And yeah. then he like stabs. The
1: it, guy. it feels like it's trying to be reverent to the material of the real world that it's adapting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I doubt you're very much going to have like a buddy on missions who's drinking beers on a couch and tells you, oh, maybe you should go investigate that plot of land and hey, see what bruh. happens. Yeah, what if
2: we check this out? Hey, how
1: does just are, becomes you a far cry NPC? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just says bruh every yeah. time, yeah, the, uh, sending uh, no. you
2: on random side quests. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <My> <laughs> wife lost her amulet like no one cares oh, no, that's, yeah i don't want
3: that <laughs> the uh the last of us who um i'm tremendously interested to see where they take that emotionally i've been less engaged with the teaser stuff that they've shown that's basically just been like torture snuff porn because the last one they showed us i was like okay that's interesting yeah i understand that this is a grim dark world you guys got that message across in the first game across that. It's 20 the thing hours. that like.
4: It sucks that people are going to be mad at you for saying that. Um, I don't care. Because, no, but but that's that's the thing that I feel like we've tried to articulate a bunch of times that we're not doing a great job of articulating it. Um In it, I totally agree. In the trailers we've seen so far, don't sell me on a, a concept I already knew that game would have. Like I already know it's violent, and I'm like, this is like I know that, and I'm I'm interested in that, and I'm down for that. I like things that are dark, but like I would prefer for you to sell me on something else. Like show me right. what else it has. And yeah, I want to know. Hard to explain.
3: I want to know where like where Ellie is emotionally i care about that more than when i think about the last of us i think about her i think about her arc through that game her story i think about joel being manipulative those are the things that resonate with me more than i think about stabbing a cauliflower guy in the head with like a shiv that's like that's fun i had a great time doing that but in terms of like why that game stuck with me it wasn't Although violence was a big part of it, it wasn't really that so much. It wasn't really the side character so much. It wasn't really the world building as much it's as a it was the relationship between Joel and Ellie. Yeah, yeah, it was that core relationship, and to revisit that core relationship, which as you as you said, Tina, felt so like perfectly buttoned up. Um, they have to have a really good narrative reason, and yeah. I'm sure they do. I trust them. I trust them. Yeah. And That's what I want to see more than anything.
1: Yeah,
4: I also I- want to see that dog.
3: Yes. Oh God.
4: Yeah. Yes.
1: I I trust them very much. So on that, but I, I I do agree with you in terms of that last trailer. It sort of opened up what the theories are for what this game is, which I liked. But I don't know if that was necessarily the best best way to convey how that ties into this core story, which right. for me too is what matters to me. It's the moment of drill at the beginning, the prequel of the game before the title drops. Yeah. It's the at the end last. Conversation they have with each other, like it's these moments with Joel and Ellie that matter so much to mm-hmm. me. And these new characters may be super important. Like uh, there are theories right now that it may be Godfather Part Two esque prequel and sequel sort of thing, yeah. which could be really cool to explore. Yeah,
4: because there were theories that the person in that trailer was Ellie's mom. Yes,
1: and they've kept her name quiet. Yeah, and sp- uh, she's played by Laura Bailey, uh, so she's yeah. probably somewhat of an important character in that game. I would mm-hmm. assume. But uh, so far, they've kept how this really evolves the story of Joel and Ellie off of the trailers they've shown, and more just discuss that in panels. And things and yeah. i really am hoping this centerpiece it'll probably show off a cool sort of sneaking gameplay stuff in there but i really want to see how this hammers that relationship yeah up.
2: it's kind of like the walking dead how you know in the first season you're like following like the father trajectory and then afterwards you switch over to clementine because people like were far more interested in that storyline yes. and in her development because you're, you're this young kid and you're experiencing all of these traumatic things and you have the impact of that like father role on you so like yeah sort that already that's feels what like they see, I think.
4: kind of did something similar to that with left behind though so it's like this time, from what we can tell, Ellie's really angry. Like she's mad, and this is her almost being a different person, like a different character. I wonder if we'll even play as her. Like it's really hard to say. Oh, do we is she like the antagonist, like a prototype prototype two situation, if you care about seven out of ten average video games? I'm very <laughs> invested in that franchise. But it, it could be like, you know, you swap and play someone who's fighting against him. I have no idea. But. Right. But again, I'm going to play it no matter what, so I'm not, like, burning Mm -hmm. to have these answers. I'm like, I just want to play the thing.
1: Oh, yeah, and I don't expect them to be like, well, this is how the story works uh, throughout the whole game. But I I do hope that centerpiece – I think it's important what they show that it it conveys effectively why we as fans of that story should really care about the second
3: one. I think the most important thing that can come out of The Last of Us at E3 is the release date. Yeah. Like knowing specifically this is when we're playing Mm. it. And not having this sort of nebulous understanding that's in development, and just knowing concrete example, we are going to be playing it on this day. I think I that's the best thing think we can. We ask. We'll get
1: that. I don't think yeah, so I don't either. Think so, I was going <laughs> to ask you. Think we'll get release dates for any of those three games? Um Spider Man, we might. But, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. the other three, I meant, yeah. Because I think, uh,
3: I, man, no. I hope so.
1: No.
4: I am thinking no. these days that <laughs> Death Stranding is not <laughs> as far away as we think it is. Yeah. I think we had a theory that it was forever away because they showed off parts of it before. They had an engine, naturally mm-hmm. weird, but. You know, I know two people who've played over an hour of it, so it exists.
1: One of them, I assume, is Kojima, I would guess.
4: He's I played, haven't asked him. Haven't, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. I think Mark Sony spoke about having played a bunch True. of it. Um, the other two are two prolific devs at different yeah. Sony studios. and
1: Guillermo del Toro has said he was showing gameplay. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh,
4: yeah, he did, yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Maybe that we could
1: get a release date. Maybe it's not as far away as we think.
3: So is. we know the game is at least an hour long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's good yes. news. Yeah. Yes. I think we'll get release years. I think we'll do what they've been doing in recent E3 press conferences and show right. years on the screen. And then we'll have to deal with those years again mm. next year and then maybe get dates in 2020.
3: Yeah. You can also just say fall 2019 and then just delay it. So what if yeah. we, get
4: well, what, <laughs> so what is coming out next year then? Of these games, what's coming out next year? I would Ooh.
3: say Ghost is coming out next year. You think so? Yes.
4: Having seen one trailer, I think they're.
3: That's I think the they're game. just keeping it secret. I mean, they've yeah. been working. They've been working on this game for what five six five years now. Yeah, Four years. Yeah, they're. ps guess infamous if they show
4: a it, while. yeah, yeah, at E3 and then at PSX and then it comes out, that marketing cycle would make sense. Right now, it feels like we know nothing.
3: We haven't got. We got the infamous DLC four four years ago five years ago it's been a very long time so um assuming they've just been working on this non-stop and keeping it a secret um i think of this list that is the one that's probably closest to coming out i would say the last of us two after that yeah um aside from spider-man of course which we'll hopefully be playing (laughs) hopefully
1: it's not delayed hopefully that's not the end of their showcase it's like by the way it's coming out in 2019 now sorry
3: That. I yeah. think that's, that would be the kind of information you would want to get out now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've been, Don't announce that at E3 yeah, don't, <laughs> You don't want your trailer Bad and then ease. just like, oh, by oh, the boy. way. Yeah.
1: You can't Boo.
2: believe this. So. Open the conference with it.
1: Like. <laughs> I mean, they have been, they, uh, put out the God of War release date just on the PlayStation blog on like a random day. It wasn't like there was a big yeah. lead up to that. That was just a thing they did. So I think the E3 press conferences are becoming less to them a thing of giving you the news of what matters to you yeah. and that and more showing you the yeah. games. Uh,
3: they're also really good at aligning with really strong first or third party titles or securing third party titles as f- exclusives so i think we'll be spending most of the next year playing stuff like that um and that's that's that'll be a good way to sort of like balance out their conference
4: so aside from these four these and the centerpieces and the big four or whatever what else do you guys want to see from sony's e3
1: briefly i think we'll see we'll have a full episode in about yeah. Three uh, so I think one of the things, and it kind of touches on a topic later, I think we'll see a Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer there that gives you the release date. Mm. I think even though Square has a press conference sort of thing happening, I very much think that is going to be on a first party stage. PlayStation would pay for it. Yeah. PlayStation it also makes the most sense just of where that franchise has lived for most of its life cycle, so I think we'll get that there.
2: Yeah. I guess I want to see like their presence of wacky, weird, cute, Indie games, too. Yeah. Yeah. like you know, they're known for that, and it's always it's always a breath of fresh air. They've to been see doing like a what's little hiding. less indie support, yeah,
4: actually, like since. I, don't know, the, I think it was two years ago they had a lot of indie stuff on their stage and we haven't really seen as much of it lately.
1: Well they would do those things where it would be like they, there was one year they had devs come out all at once playing their games like six different indie devs yeah. and like hey these are all games coming in the first four months of mm-hmm. or whatever.
2: Nintendo has they like do a lot games. of those like really quick sizzle reels which yes. yeah. just yeah. suck because I'm just yeah. like what is it? What <laughs>
1: and last year they did a pre-show to the E3 press conference oh, that had right. almost as many announcements as the show itself and was a lot of where they put the indie games. I think Paris mm-hmm. Games Week had the same thing.
4: Yeah, Yeah but they have like Nintendo has an indies um Xbox has ID at Xbox I feel like PlayStation doesn't quite have a version of
1: it No they don't have a brand yeah. No
3: I mean they they had like the PlayStation Minis for a while there those like little games they put on Vita and stuff but I think for the most part they probably looked at the bottom line to be frank and yeah. they yeah. said you know we are we're kind of bending over backwards to help out all these little studios and they did and they got a lot of really great indie games out there mm-hmm. uh but a lot of those games they had to basically come in and you know save at the last minute and fund and bring to the finish line and i don't think that that's something that's always financially viable which sucks at the end of the day this is a business so they have to look at that um that said i'm with you i'd love to see more things like that Uh, i think it's time to sort of uh bring out whatever wave three of playstation vr is that's what Um, i was gonna say yeah i think uh, that coupled with some sort of price drop or a bundle or something like that uh to kind of reinvigorate the sales and the conversation around psvr psvr is really cool it's had a steady stream of like kind of smaller interesting games but in terms of that first wave which we saw you know stuff like batman in and a lot of support from like ubisoft mm-hmm. to that second wave which is a lot of smaller titles and ports from other vr platforms to right now we don't really know what's next in yeah. terms of like a big sort of library of games coming so doing that will kind of imbue confidence in people who have purchased it already and inspire people to buy a new one to begin with
1: i think where they show PSVR- VR games will be very telling for how much of a priority it is for them yeah. for the next year or two if it's in the pre-show, if it's in the real show.
4: Usually in the middle of the real show.
1: Yeah, so I, I would hope it's still there, but, but as we saw like waning Vita support in the shows mm. and then it kind of just dissipated. So
4: Speaking of PSVR, do we know what Supermassive's working on right now?
1: Ooh. Um,
4: they might be the only ones we don't know, which means they could have a VR game. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the possible. The last was the Inpatient, which was the Until Dawn prequel-ish thing thing, yeah which i liked yeah Mm -hmm. um so maybe they're working on something that could be announced
1: yeah i could see them definitely obviously uh until dawn was sort of a big surprise for a lot of people Mm -hmm. so i'm sure they're trying to keep that franchise going i would imagine and vr makes a lot of sense for it Mm -hmm. because it's spooky it's very spooky i
3: wonder if they'll do any sort of like victory lap stuff on god of war and detroit which will have just you know sort of been out there and settled in with people
4: i don't expect either of those games to have dlc yeah, what does God of War DLC look like? I think they said they're not doing any, but Players I mean, yeah. like by choice, I would PvP, be like, you let me go him. to these other places. <laughs> A that and dun- yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, hundred axes flying through the air <laughs> all at once. Good that's luck. That, that sounds yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Great. Right. Sony it, it could do you a need
4: swan help. song to God of War, like some kind of tribute that like fans would love that. Like yeah. even if yeah. it's not not an announcement, people would be like, "Woo! I played this." Woo! Yeah. Like I could see that maybe happening.
1: Yeah, I mean it's sold so well so far, but even if you look at its sales in comparison to how third party games do, I think they will have definitely a huge presence because most falls for Sony don't have a major first party game. Like they've pushed most of their stuff to first second quarters of the year. Right. Right. Smart because the focus is. Hey, the Call of Duties, the Battlefields. The I wish Bethesda would do
4: that. Like yeah. they release so many good games, but at the wrong time of year. Like, yeah. yeah, screwing yourselves over. Come on,
3: yeah. it's working really well for PlayStation. I mean, yeah. if you look at if you look at the sales on Horizon, you look at the sales on God of War. Like that is a good window to be in. Yeah. Um, That's sort of like February to May. Yeah.
4: I don't think Monster Hunter would have been successful if it came out later in the year. I totally agree.
1: No. Same thing with 7, uh, Dying Light. Was yeah. also yeah, Resident mm-hmm. Evil also.
0: Yeah, Dying uh, Light
4: was yeah. February release was something. Yeah, and yeah, I probably wouldn't have played that game if it hadn't come out that time. Yeah. Of year.
1: One thing I, they're also targeting for a early year release is Days Gone, though, too, which won't be a centerpiece game, but we assume we'll have some presence at E3 this year. But we've recently also gotten a lot more information about Days Gone. Almost, I think, at least two hours of footage we've gotten, mm-hmm. thanks to a yeah. Game Informer cover mm-hmm. uh, reveal, which has given us a really big, in-depth look at the game, talks with uh, the developers at Bend. Uh, they've talked a bit about what the gameplay actually will look like um, in terms of as are fighting freakers. Not zombies, freakers. Very specific about uh, that. they uh, not yes.
2: zombies because they are not undead. They're actual living creatures. Yes. It's it's they're alive. Option. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so they're still, so they can be saved? They, um,
2: yeah. well, there's like an know. organization in the game that's researching, yeah. and I think that's like the main, like, conflict in the game. Got it. Is between, uh, you know, the protagonist, uh, Deacon St. John, which is a weird name. And, it's his uh, and this name organization. And the street
4: he lived on as a kid. The creative director.
2: <laughs> Deacon St. John.
3: that Saint you come awesome. up with your porn star name? St. <laughs> exactly. John.
1: Yep. Uh, well, John Garvin, the creative director, also did say, like, zombie fatigue is something that we've dealt with from the very beginning. It's not like any zombie game you've ever played is what he's hoping yeah. this will be set apart. Uh And a lot of the gameplay shows a lot more of sort of the open world of this, that there's more of a focus on your motorcycle gameplay. Like that is a big aspect of this mm-hmm. uh, as Deacon and his... Does the bike have a name? No. Does anyone bike, know? The, I think he said the bike does not have a name. Okay. It needs to have a name.
3: A lot of people yeah. do name their bikes though.
1: Yeah. Yes. That's a thing. Yeah. Uh You can probably
2: maybe personalize it. That's... Well, you whole. can upgrade and customize it yes. in the yes. game. Yeah. Hello we
4: do I, I did actually <laughs> put a little list on here that
1: it's yeah, so there's a there's Ooh, <laughs> bike chat bike we'll, we'll get we'll get to bike chat in a second then uh, but some of the details that have come out include that it has a round a golden path of a 30 hour story mm-hmm. but it'll likely take a lot more because there's danger in the world that you're exploring yeah constantly. This is the
4: thing Gavin said is that he wants this game to feel like you are constantly in danger that yes. you don't have yes. any any area, maybe, except for the, the camps where you feel safe. Yeah. And I, I think that's pretty interesting. Pretty much anything can attack you for any reason.
1: Well, and they've said there's actually no difficulty settings in the game. It is just one setting because they were like, if we made it easier, it would feel like we were giving you things too easily in the game. You would just have so many resources and get through these mm-hmm. enemies so quickly. It seems to them they want it to be a hard game and to challenge you. Mm-hmm. But
2: they I, have- think, I think it's the difference between, like, because there's so many ways you can take the zombie theme. You can do, like, the the Walking Dead slow walkers style. Or you can do the 28 Days Later, like, the ones that are, like, chasing yeah. after you. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like dying light where they're actually a force to be reckoned with especially when they're grouped up and it's that same idea where there's a horde and you're supposed to be really afraid of approaching them. So it's supposed to be a more like stealth oriented thing which yeah. I love stealth games so I personally like mm. I'm I'm okay with the zombie fatigue right. thing. Cool. There's they're,
4: also yeah. definitely a lot of human combat. Yes. Here. Um yeah. I mean he said in and I watched all of Game Informer's coverage that's up yeah. so far and um Govin said uh, like the final fight is going to be against another human, apparently. Okay. Um, and I think they said that's maybe subject to change, but um, that's how it's planned right now. And. You know, uh, parts of the first hour of gameplay is a lot of human conflict more so than anything else. So I imagine it's more about, you know, humanity than it is about the freak is as yeah. they call
1: them. And there's some gameplay in there that's like light choice stuff. You can decide to give one of your friends like a shotgun or take it with you, which then Or
2: shoot someone in the face or, or do leave that. them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they so, said yeah. there were like three subplots that are basically that golden path at like one main storyline. And I think one of them was your relationship with Boozer, your like fellow biker gang mm-hmm. person. And, uh, yeah, the, the way that you interact with him depends like uh affects what your relationship is like and affects mm-hmm. how he views you through the rest of the game yeah so that's cool. some of that like decision making stuff
1: yeah i'm very curious to see this so they showed the first full hour and then like another 45 minutes of gameplay or so and some little things here and there i'm very curious to see how those things play in the long term of the game uh because over the first hour it sort of feels like i is not surprised by what it showed me both in the game player the the choices you get to make but i could yeah. see those playing out in this world which they seem to have put a lot of resources into making it dynamic and giving you like encounters that could really screw you over if they you're talk not about
4: the weather dynamics a lot i guess the bike probably controls differently with different weather um i think so. apparently
2: the freakers also behave differently depending on what the weather is like that's what i read
3: they use umbrellas
4: yeah. <laughs> like in gta they just pull. they out don't come out, out of their houses they they're
2: like oh it's raining <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> they make snow angels <laughs> Yeah, this is a I like. I think people have been sort of apprehensive about this game and possibly a little lukewarm. Um, I'm still pretty hopeful for it because I think the environment to me is is the interesting thing Uh, i really like set
4: in washington i think it's set in oregon yeah yeah Yeah. it's the pacific northwest yeah Yeah. Yeah. i
3: really like i I just like this wood setting is is really interesting um in terms of like the camps we're hearing more and more about the gameplay that's starting to sound more and more like a lot of the stuff in far cry that i Mm -hmm. like
4: yeah so Gavin actually said in one of the interviews um someone asked on a scale of one to five how much is it like far cry and he said 4.5 and then (laughs) they said how much is it like primal and he said 0.5 uh so it sounds like it's supposed to be a lot more like far cry than the last of us and one of the notes that i put here is that he's been getting very annoyed with um the last of us comparisons or getting sick of them Mm -hmm. uh one of the game informer guys just said, "Are you getting sick of Last of Us comparisons?" And he said, "Yes." Yeah. Um, and then, and then he, he asked him, him if it's
1: board. a little bit like it, and he said, "No, except that it's a third person action adventure game where you're killing creatures that aren't zombies." Yeah, yeah. which watching the gameplay, I didn't really think of Last of Us besides like a general outdoor aesthetic it with a so gun. So cinematic, though. Yeah, it totally does. For me, the thing that surprised me about the gameplay was I kept thinking of Breath of the Wild hmm. um, in terms of like the little things in there, like there is weapon degradation. It looks like at least with some of the uh, physical like a bat or something only had a lim- limited number of hits on it right uh, you have to keep track of certain resources he has a stamina bar uh, and just so some of the ways that they were Implying that you would work and interact with the environment made me think more of Breath of the Wild. I think it will be much more story focused.
3: Yeah, and and I think it's, it's...
2: kind of like Far Cry because of the encampments. Like that's yes. specifically yes. what yeah. yeah what we yeah. were talking about. So it is different gameplay wise, but some of those themes are similar to the yeah. Last of Us. Yeah. Like the idea that there's a conflict between people who are trying to seek out a cure and people who are just trying to survive. Yeah. So it's it's definitely thematically kind of similar. Yeah, it's,
3: th- it's a gruff guy with a beard killing zombies in a PlayStation exclusive game. So obviously people are making that association. I don't, I don't fault them for that. Uh, that said, I think it's giving The Last of Us a lot of credit for being this wildly original thing when it's effectively... Cormac McCarthy's The Road Meets the Walking Dead, which yes. was on TV three years before The Last of Us came out. Yeah. And it's like I mean, we are on I don't know if, if we're in zombie fatigue. I know there's a lot of Walking Dead fatigue. And open world fatigue. And open world yeah. fatigue, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's enough of that too. Um but that said, yeah, this game does have to sort of separate itself from its predecessors and convince people that it's doing something new and original. Or maybe it just needs to bring together a bunch of familiar systems and make something really fun. And I'm cool with that too. Similar to what got awards.
4: Yeah. The one I'm thing sure, that so. confuses me a little is that uh, again in that same interview, Game Informer asked, is this a bummer game? And they said, No, it's an awesome game. But a lot of the things that we see Rad. And then like comparing it to Far Cry instead of to The Last of Us, but a lot of the things we see, and I watched, you know, that almost that entire first hour of gameplay Uh, it is really serious. Um, and I kind of feel like it could end up being at odds with itself, where it's like, well, we want the dialogue to be serious. We have this main character who seems to be dealing with some kind of PTSD. Uh, but at the same time, we want it to be fun and about motorbikes and killing zombies. And it's like, which of these is this? And like, how are you going to balance that? And there's zombie bears
3: that that you can light on fire, stuff like that. I mean, we, we're fresh off of Far Cry 5, which, um, I think we all really liked. Uh, it was a, I had a really good time playing that game. It was, Completely sort of tonally inconsistent, I think. Um, and I got over that pretty quickly. I was able to yeah. just enjoy it for what it was. But there was a lot of stuff in there that felt very serious, including the opening 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, which set me to believe that this is going to be like one of the most disturbing open world games I've ever played. Totally serious. And you know, we gotta, we gotta fight the bad guys and all this. Stuff. And it just turned out to be pretty goofy, which is okay. Uh, what you
4: want from Frog pretty much. Exactly. Give me goofy. Yeah,
3: yeah. I was actually almost bummed out that it. it it almost brought me down this different path where Mm -hmm. i was like oh this is too serious it is taking itself too serious so ultimately it was a good time um i hope this game can balance that that's not an easy thing to balance
2: i feel like it's going to be super serious all the way through like the whole ptsd thing Mm -hmm. um you're playing through flashbacks at certain points so i think you're going to see like how this infection came about and how it infected deacon and and that kind of um interaction between the two of those elements but Mm -hmm. uh I, i don't know when you think about zombie bear it's like oh haha that's really funny but think about a zombie bear actually right here i'd be terrified yeah. now, <laughs> right how did you get yeah. in the studio
1: that would be my <laughs> first question but no yeah Me, how did you get up the elevator <laughs> it's a very smart zombie
0: bear i hope they
3: weave the story in the w- the way story gets kind of woven into open world games gets difficult bringing up far cry again they quite literally Yanked you out of whatever you were doing in that game, which I thought was incredibly drawing and just kind of like a poor way to trickle that narrative out. You'd be running around in that game and all of a sudden you'd get shot and dragged out of whatever fun you were having to get forced into the story beat again. Um, and so hearing about like the f- playable flashback sections and stuff like that, I hope that works. I hope you have to sort of actively seek those out and those aren't things that just happen randomly to take you out of like, if I'm trying to take down a big camp, And I got my whole plan down and all of a sudden you're like, hey, it's story time. And you pull me out like that's going to suck. So I hope there's a cool way where all of that – Kind of brings it's a hard thing for games to balance. It really is. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, I feel like. Sorry. Oh no. Go
3: ahead. I was just gonna say, in
1: terms of uh, that quick note, days gone, and almost all these Sony games feel like they have a new benchmark for me to hit because of God of War, where all of the side stuff feels important to what you're doing in the main stuff, Mm -hmm. or to just your general understanding of that world. Yeah. So I really want to see some cohesiveness with this, especially a world
3: like this where Mm -hmm. they're
1: really trying to flesh out and encourage you to explore. Yeah, yeah.
3: I've talked about this before, but I think what worked so well within God of War was that the urgency of that story wasn't. It was that you're bringing your, you know, your wife or your mother's ashes to the top of a mountain, and she's a really long side quest. Yeah, she's already like she's already dead. Like it's not like nothing you can do can speed that up or slow that down. It's like these are these ashes aren't getting expired (laughs) they're just ashes (laughs) so for them it was sort of like we can take our time we can talk to this head we can roll the boat around a lot um depending on the urgency of this game it'll sort of exude how much i want to get in and do a bunch of side stuff like i always bring up like breath of the world zelda in general is sort of like save the princess and you're like yeah but i gotta collect like a 100 skulls and <laughs> like 200 bees but you i know? got this poop though <laughs> what about these turds <laughs> totally
4: saying i mean that is a really good point that sometimes they can like completely just be at odds with each yep. other and that is a really hard thing to do but that said watching a lot of the uh open world stuff i think i'm more interested in days gone now than i was <laughs> i think too. that maybe they've marketed it a little bit um that like the fact that we have to clarify and be like, no, this is more like fuck Right is like we're having to do that for them. It's yeah. a little bit odd. The one thing I'm concerned about now is I think some of the writing is a little over the top. Uh some of the parts that I've seen with Deacon where he's like, you know, I messed up, man. It just like seems like it's like trying really hard to have this like gritty character that I, i'm a little bit worried it's gonna get cheesy um mm-hmm. but you know that's that's just me being concerned about the first hour a lot of it feels expositional but that is the first hour of a game so sure. sometimes they do that that's just the one thing that i'm like mm, not sure about that
3: yeah i think it's i mean it's it has a lot of convincing to do yeah. to people you know in general uh, like it, i think it got a bad it had a bad first impression mm-hmm. because it had two first impressions and right off the bat when they ended their press conference with that so game we
4: were all expecting it, it to was be red so, dead yeah. well, everyone was, was expecting red <laughs> dead <Yeah>. too, <laughs>
3: and, and so that and that sucks for that game because yeah. it's like it's really interesting looking it's gorgeous it's got a lot of great ideas a lot of cool th- uh, uh, things going on but we saw it and then it went away for 25 minutes and then we're like here we go something else and then it came back again we're like so we almost got fatigued even though we didn't know it was a yeah. thing 30 minutes earlier, mm-hmm. we're already tired of it, which kind of sucks for that game. Uh, and then it's appeared at a couple different things since, and you know, we haven't really had a definitive mm-hmm. example of when we'll be playing it, or what exactly it is, and how it's separating itself from everything else. So the more we learn, the more I'm interested in it, and I want to know when I'm playing it, yeah, and uh, what it's doing that's fresh and new and fun.
2: Which is a really good sign too for that game. I mean, like, the, yeah. it's the opposite for trailers, for movies and whatnot, where you, the more you see of it, it's obvious that like, the less confidence there is in that movie, and- and they're just trying to show you all these parts to get you excited but for days gone i think it's the problem of like people just chalked it up to oh another zombie game whatever yeah. like who cares and it, it's the narrative is like oh it's just the fatigue but the more that we see from it we do see that it's like doing some interesting things yeah. it does seem like a tough kind of game mm-hmm. like maybe there's interesting um uh, dynamic between those like characters too mm-hmm. who knows? i think
3: yeah. like a really bold gameplay montage trailer Set to a good song could sell this game really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway.
1: <laughs> Party time in the Pacific Northwest. You can, you can recut anything to make it look different. Like, yeah. I was thinking about like
3: the first, one of the first trailers for Batman Begins that made it look like a rom-com. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> oh no. It's like, who, what? Like, That's who so were great. you trying to check to see this movie? Um, and then it wasn't at all.
1: At the really? very least, we'll probably find <laughs> yeah. out soon. They've, they've been saying they've been targeting early 2019 for it mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, and they did say during all this coverage, it will come out before The Last of Us Part 2. Yes. So The Last of Us Part 2 is not January 2019. We at
4: then. least have a window because they yeah. said early 2019. So The mm-hmm. Last of Us is not early 2019.
3: Yes. But we're also not comparing it to that game at all, especially <laughs> no. not no. in the release date department. <laughs> None will no, we're now, we've are
4: now we all decided, we've agreed, we're comparing it to Far Cry.
1: Far Cry. Yeah.
3: Yes.
4: One yeah. thing that I, I, th- I thought was really interesting in the coverage that we didn't see any of is that it has a big metropolitan area with up to 800 people. Oh. Um, Do you want to know like? Yeah. It's like? Yeah.
1: Uh, as we were saying, like I kind of get what the first hour of this game is. I don't know what hour 10 or 15 yeah. is like, and especially if they have environments like that. Mm-hmm. I want to explore that. I want to see how much of a living, breathing world it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I'm also like to your point earlier, Brian. Like, I'm also really curious how those three subplots are supposed to weave into each other. Like, Mm -hmm. will they pull you out of those moments? Will the PTSD flashbacks pull you out? Mm -hmm. Like, how are they going to weave in together? Like, can you go down one path and and go down that narrative and then decide like, oh, I'm bored with that and I want to see what my relationship with Boozer is like instead? Which I think they mentioned a Mm -hmm. little bit about that that you could, if you got tired of one storyline, skip to the other one, but that all three feed into each other. That sounds that sounds like in GTA way. You know how like in GTA you can be like, I'm going to hang out with this Russian dude and now I'm going to hang
4: out with this dude and you like sort of pursue their storylines differently. Yep. Like, you, you could probably yeah.
1: still play darts in this game if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah, I'm Man. sure there's one dart board in the it's at least. It's just not you great. You want to go bowling. <laughs> my cousin leaker. How are you? Oh, my. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so we've seen a lot more. It's made me much more excited about the game. We've also seen the bike a lot more. Bike Let's chat. Do some quick bike chat. Welcome to Bike Chat, a <laughs> podcast <laughs> within a podcast. I'm your host, Bike McDormbusch. Oh, very
2: good. Wow, nice. not
3: a great name. Okay? No, it's <laughs> not. Bike <not. laughs>
2: Push. I blame I like my it. parents. But it's it you can see the street you grew up on and your dog's name.
1: Bike McDormish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird, it worked out that way. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the bike. So you can upgrade it. You can sort of customize it, it seems, as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. You can lose it, and then you have to go find it. Yeah. Which I don't is want to do that. No, I yeah. neither.
4: I'm a little yeah. bit, it does have fast travel, so yeah. potentially you can fast travel to where, but does it like a bike, like an icon on the map? Like you can't recall a bike and you only have one seemingly. Well, in that
2: like first hour, um in Game Informer's like, uh, first hour of the game reveal, I think there was a moment where your bike like breaks down and you're mm-hmm. trying to so find parts for it, it, so you like, yeah, you bring it out into the bush somewhere. You do have to, to consider it. gas. Yeah, I mean, like, yes. absolutely. Um, yeah. So
4: it Which seems- I hated in Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Like, that was the most annoying thing about that game. It was like, oh, I got to run to get gas now. Cool. <laughs> it's like, like normal life, life, right? Yeah. No, no. It's
1: another day. <laughs> <laughs> Unless day the gas done. stations have, like, very cool scenarios placed into them. Right. I mean, I hope it's, it's probably
4: not- a zombie game where there's conveniently gas laying around everywhere. Yeah, probably. Okay, I hope that that's the case. But, um, yeah, the upgrades, it seems like that's, like, a big focus. Uh, it, Legit, from all of this coverage, it seems like the creative director of this game is a dude who just really likes bikes. <laughs> He's just super into bikes. Bikes. cool like they awesome if you liked ride to hell retribution he was like it's one of the worst games i've ever played but i love it I'm Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right
3: noted take that bike so, stuff's gonna get if, weird if you lose your bike is there like an app is don't there know. like do you have like find my
1: bike yeah like <laughs> yeah. is there
3: how do you uh, do you just go looking through the woods at
1: the at the beginning of the game your first choice is whether or not you put one of those like tile things on there to right keep track of it mm-hmm. and if you don't you have a much harder time hard, that's That's, the, hard that's the difficulty setup. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So that it's all tough. Right uh you can also do tricks and stunts <laughs> with your bike but no wheelies.
2: Speaking of uh, trying to maintain the consistency between a serious storyline and cool goofy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you
4: can't do wheelies. You can't do front flips, but a lot of the side parts, basically the roads were destroyed to stop the zombie hordes mm-hmm. in this world. So they were either flooded or destroyed, like bridges were destroyed so they couldn't. So you, you are on the bikes going on beat off the beaten path, um, but there's jumps a lot. And it says that you get some kind of points for doing stunts. Which again is a thing that's like, how does this fit into this we'll series again? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Like I feel like that's throwing Tony Hawk into the middle of it, where you're like, I need to go save my beloved from the freakers, and then you do like a Christ stare off of your bike <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. back onto it. I hope there's like a jump. photo it becomes mode. Trials. Yeah. like there yeah, is
2: no photo mode. That would be great, though. Yeah, like they like you're said, just jumping over some freaker's head. <laughs> and <then you're> just <laughs> they <purpose> said <laughs> <stress> <laughs> moment it's not. It's not in the game yet, yeah, so maybe it's, it'll end up
4: being in the game. I feel like almost
1: every first party game these days, especially PlayStation,
4: they're doing it a lot. Yeah,
1: it encourages to like the sociability of those games too. Totally. with yeah. marketing. Yeah. Yep.
4: Oh, that's pretty. My yeah. friend tweeted that. I'm going to play it. Like it's, it's a really good yeah. idea. Yeah.
3: Do you think you can stand on the bike?
4: I don't know. I hope
3: so. And ride. That sounds <laughs> fun. What like what percentage of dead rising do you think this game's going to get? I Ooh. think 5 to 10%. Yeah. I think
4: it's going to be a fair amount like dead rising. I think saying uh, the first dead rising specifically, I think it's probably closer to the first dead rising that it's going to be to anything like Lost of us right i think it's going to be a lot more like that
2: oh. i think it's gonna be more dying light with a touch a sprinkle yeah. of dead rising <laughs>
4: Cause, i mean dying light story is pretty serious that's like a government yeah. takeover like there's this a,
2: a plot twist in there and it's supposed to be this really difficult like you know survive this hellish yeah. landscape kind mm-hmm. of a game so in mm-hmm. that sense it's pretty similar yeah
1: you'll always have your trusty bike unless you lose it yeah, I'm concerned uh, about that they, yeah. I feel
4: like they need to flush that out like are you going to make me walk through the woods to find a bike because hell no yeah that won't, won't be that. Yeah, I don't
1: want to walk through all of Portland and then <laughs> end up on another
3: forest and there's no bike there that's terrible they should just make it like God of War where you press a button and it just, it just flies, flies back, back <laughs> it's, just,
1: if
2: that's a it's like you whistle for like, your bike <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it dutifully like, comes
2: over yeah.
3: oh backwards God. down the road <laughs> towards you
1: it's a lasso it to you
2: yeah your guy just jumps
3: in the air and lands on it
1: okay make this game dumb and silly please well this has been Bike chat with Bike <laughs> McDermush. Thank you. Now back to Beyond. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm more excited after seeing that look at Days Gone. I, I hope it gets some presence at E3. I hope we get to play it and see a bit more of what'll happen with and it. Surely but, it's playable at E3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to imagine. Yeah, I yeah.
4: mean, it Game Inform played it, so they were hands on preview. So I'm yep. sure that we'll be able. To
1: They've seen it. at least two hours
3: of it. They built Amazon an point. entire booth at PSX with all the hanging freakers right. and all this and like this haunted house thing, playable. and it was just trailers yeah. running on so TV. It's like, yeah. all right
2: you guys nice got job. a lot of space i yeah. see well i think it was last year at e3 they did it behind closed doors kind of like hands-on not hands-on for for the press but like yeah. they were they were playing yeah um, yeah i, I did one of out.
4: those i think actually quite a lot of us did um but that was basically the same thing that we'd seen in the trailer mm. um, on the
2: stage so it wasn't a lot but yeah we got a bad this is the chunkiest years. that we've seen this game yeah. at for sure yeah.
1: mm-hmm. and those freakers are chunky let me tell you nobody <laughs> no i'm not they're they all have sores. Cool. all yeah.
4: very that's good i yeah. mean they're eating a lot yeah it means yeah. they're
1: they're healthy i yeah. yeah. uh, don't but... want
4: them to eat uh, that, that <laughs> means us <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh
1: never mind <laughs> all right back to bike chat uh continuing on with the e3 train just a small sort of little announcement so far that we know of square enix will be having its own pre-recorded stream on monday june 11th starting at 10 a.m pacific uh if we don't know what they're going to show they haven't really said anything about it what it will be what it'll entail how big of a production it will be what do you all think this will actually be will it, be like a full press conference. Will it be a just trailer after trailer after trailer? Will there be big announcements? What are you expecting from like this?
4: Nintendo Direct style, mm-hmm. like kind of a bit of both, maybe. Mm-hmm. um As for games, well, there's some known quantities, like the game that you played, Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I want to see more from Nia, but I don't know if that's likely. um I want to see
2: that damn Avengers game. The Avengers oh, yeah. Project? Yeah. project, like yeah, I feel like yeah. we've forgotten about it because it was what like a thirty second um cg mm-hmm. like not even a trailer trailer yeah
3: and that's all yeah. we've seen of it i cannot believe they didn't even have like a reminder logo they yeah. could send out to people recently right? when that small film hit theaters Never thought heard of it that would have been a nice time to do that tully, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I mean, tully <laughs> hit theaters? yeah yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah, I, I'm not necessarily expecting. Like I said, I think the Kingdom Hearts three release date trailer will be during the PlayStation conference. But I, I still think they'll show more Kingdom Hearts during this. Yeah, why I do not? think we'll see things like that.
3: That joke got me very good. I'm happy.
1: <laughs> One person gets what else a totally do you joke. See That's all of, that
4: uh, Kingdom Hearts.
1: Just all of it, yeah, um, oh, just the whole game. I mean, twelve hour stream. When they finished it. Wonderful. Uh, no, I am hoping. I, I don't know the size of how many more worlds we're going to get. Uh There have been sort of like different reports about whether there's one left, whether we've seen all of them, five more left. Who knows? Combat so that looks so good. It does. Yeah, like I want to see the variety of the special moves because that seems to be such a big thing this time around. Mm-hmm. Where really depending on your keyblade combination with your team members. It really varies up the combat. So I'd love to see more highlights like that uh plus just a new world just announced frozen already we know it's there it has to be there is well, it there, just right?
4: a snowy world
1: really? yeah probably that well that's what i'm curious they're doing tangled so uh, is frozen <laughs> just a reskin with snow of the tangled world yeah like, it'll just be the outdoors in the hills
4: it'd be crazy not reason. to do frozen but i don't want that yeah <laughs> like, i'm like i don't really want that world.
1: I oh there's so much more i'd rather them do but they're very much putting an emphasis on recent disney i get that So yeah uh also given the recent uh reports and everything i don't think we'll see the final fantasy 7 remake since it sounds like that game is starting from scratch uh yeah yeah they yeah.
4: said um that game is going to come out before 2023
1: yeah so there's this report of like a conversation <laughs> yeah. that was uh there's a transcript of a conversation between execs at square enix where they were saying they were trying to shoot for the 35th anniversary of final fantasy though apparently that was written off as somewhat of a joke. To a certain extent, yeah.
4: It was just it was only reported on, seemingly by Destructoid, who won. Even even then, they were like, "We're well, not yeah. really sure about this," but mm-hmm. that that was the most recent. Thing yeah, twenty
1: three.
3: Yeah, but after you can't, you can't make that joke at Square and expect it to be a joke well yeah. because
4: it's believable it's believable
3: <laughs> they regularly take 10 or 12 years yeah. to finish a yeah game. it's that's not funny <laughs> that's that's reality well, that's okay they, just they the
1: hiring for such big jobs yep. as we've talked battle about. system 3. yeah you probably need to do a lot more work on that game so i don't feel like we'll see that
3: you don't even think we'll get a like a hey like we're uh still that's the, here it is i don't we're think that they should do
1: it. that at
4: e3 i think that they should have an announcement that is like hey we really started it from scratch this year's this game is five years away. They mm-hmm. should they should announce that so that people aren't annoyed.
1: Basically. Yeah, I think a dev in a conference room telling you like, "Hey, here's what's going on." It's the same with
4: the Resident out? Evil Two remake. It's like, guys, where the hell is that?
1: Yeah, that that was such come a strange. I mean, we need have it. to see that this year. I
4: think yeah. we well, if we don't, I think we will. If we don't, then I'm just giving up on it. It's yeah, like, yeah, no coming out? Yeah. Just
3: that's fair. Quit. Yeah, I just I just want to know what if that's like remake, if it's like Resident Evil Four, if it's like.
4: Did they not say it's a? Re two remake?
3: No, we know. Oh, you mean in what style? Yeah, or if if it's it's like like seven, seven. like yeah, yeah, there's so many different directions it could go. So I don't know
1: if it's like seven.
3: Me too. Yeah, I'd be into that. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll find it, out.
1: That probably won't be on the screen Extreme. but no, probably yeah, not. It will probably it'll be.
4: I wonder who would take. I probably PlayStation. PlayStation
1: page? or even Xbox depends how hard they're leaning into the third parties. Depends I who like, gives
4: them the most money. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's PlayStation. Yeah. Probably. When
3: you if, like to the to the average person, I would I would say Resident Evil Two is a PlayStation exclusive game to them. Yes. You know, most people yeah. will probably think that. Yeah, there's a, there's a deep association between classic Even Resident, Resident Evil 7, people are like, it's oh, yeah. on Xbox? It's like, yeah,
4: yeah I get that. It's mm-hmm. The same with Kingdom Hearts is why I think it makes sense. But it's also, it would be a ballsy power move for Xbox to get it. Oh, yeah. To get yeah. Kingdom Hearts? Yes. People would be like,
1: wait, what? Like, yeah. If that's maybe... where the release date happens, that would be very surprising. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think it'll be during the stream. Is there anything else you all think might be in the stream? I... Square?
4: Yeah. There's probably more 15 content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. might even see some... New stuff from fourteen. Still supporting that, but um,
3: did that? Did the mobile version completely come out? Wasn't that like episodic? Yeah, yeah. I kind of I I went from being like, like, oh cool, they're making a chibi version of that game, to just checking out.
1: Maybe it'll finally come to Switch.
3: Maybe. The mobile version. Yeah. Who knows? So
1: I hope we get some Square Switch announcements. Yeah, yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah. I could see them padding it out. I think the biggest announcements will still be saved for first party stages. Yeah. But I, I I think there's so many streams and things to keep track of now. It just makes covering mm-hmm. that show so difficult. And yeah, there's well, all these have, fun, yeah. But difficult.
4: Shout out to our wikis team who put together everything you can expect at E3. Yep. Um, yeah. so, like that's the wiki I'm using to keep track of when all the press conferences are. They have games that are confirmed for E3. So if you want any details on that stuff, check out the uh, IGN E3 wiki.
3: Yeah, there's all these weird rules for everything we know now. It's like, Nintendo's like, everything we're talking about will be released this year. And Sony's like, we're only talking about these four games, but not this. And someone else is like, we're only doing this. And it's just like this weird math problem in my head. I'm yeah. like, where would a game go if it was to come out hypothetically this year on PlayStation? Yeah. So who knows?
1: Well, to be fair, Nintendo also said that last year. And then they were like, also Metroid and Pokemon. So
3: The logos. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> who, whoever
3: knows these days. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I love a good logo, though, at E3. A good, that is, nice logo. Yeah. That is the best time to show off your, yeah. your new logo. And That's more. where I'll be debuting yeah, the bike chat
1: from logo. Valve. They are making games again. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is their line. Mm. Um, we'll save
2: that discussion for our pre 3 episode. But Yes. Well, yeah, they yeah. were in the news like what last week? More than I've heard of them being right? in the news yeah. for like years. They're like, hey, we
4: <laughs> exist. What's up? We're back. <laughs> yeah,
2: Start making hardware for a bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, especially with the acquisition of Campo Santo and all yeah. of that. I wouldn't be surprised to see another announcement or two like that. Um, Three. Definitely. It's finally happening. And it's already we out. we
2: know that's dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a lot more to look forward to for E3. Another new announcement of something coming on the horizon. Just want to quickly touch on. There's a new mm. Superhot that was announced. Yeah. Sweet.
4: Uh, so I, I thought this one was really exciting. Yeah. Why I wanted to include it. Yeah. Because um, it's set in Japan, made by a Japanese developer rather than by the Superhot team. So it's going to be basically like, I, I would guess the conversation was like, hey, we really like Superhot. We want to make that. Can we just license it and make a Japanese version? And it's called Superhot JP. And it's going to come on PS4 before any other console. So it could be an exclusive. Yeah. I just think this is really cool. Superhot Rules, if you haven't played it, um, did Superhot VR end up coming to ps Yes. It did? Yeah. It's uh, still and one it's of the best. not
3: as good, but it's still awesome.
4: Yeah. It's like one of the best VR experiences. Um, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't work that well with that room scale.
3: No, it's a little like um, going full 360 gets a little uh, wonky mm. on it, but it's still, it's really stylish and it's really fun. Um It just doesn't work as well as some of the other versions do, but it's a totally great game to grab on PSVR.
2: Yeah, since it's actually set in Japan, there's going to be so many like unnecessary casualties. Ooh. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> where are you in, and you're in karaoke bars and on bullet trains? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. How many poor people just trying to get between cities are going to get shot in the process? Yeah, have, all
1: those people have civilians. I was just trying to sing "Total Eclipse of the Heart," and this very slow bullet killed me. Yeah. Is that how it's going to mm-hmm. be? I assume yeah. it would be pretty like an emptier room. I don't One think of they have soon. civilians.
4: In- yeah. yeah. But Maybe if you're on will. a
2: bullet train, why wouldn't there be? Yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, have you or seen like it? Or like a it random just, karaoke it, bar. Why did the enemies just big red crystal men? That's true. Not a lot <laughs> makes sense in this game.
3: <laughs> I, it Like, I I would never want to get shot on a bullet train. <laughs> the irony is too rich there. <laughs> the hot springs better, though. Maybe E-Honda could. And samurai, samurai like castles. Sweet. Yeah, that's a a wide
1: array of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. I think it's such a clever, inventive idea for a puzzle game. Like, it's, there's just not much like it. And so to see them continuing to expand it, I will happily take it set in like every nation. I don't know. Just keep doing it. Super Super hot Denmark. Around the world. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm very excited. We don't know much else about when it's coming or, yeah. So, just that
4: it's going to be on, uh, PS4 and PC is the plan for release. And they said at least, but, um, the original Superhot was on Xbox One for over a year before coming to PS4, so I'm wondering if it'll be an exclusive.
1: Yeah, that could be really interesting. At the very least, I would assume it'd be as long a time to exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is so much to look forward to. Oh my god, there yeah. are a lot of games coming yeah. out. Thank you all for joining me to speak about all of these games. Of course. Which we'll yeah. still be able to hopefully theorize on like Rage 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully you'll like Rage. Hopefully it was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully we were totally accurate about what we said. Definitely a shared world shooter with battle royale battle royale mode yes. a lot like borderlands yep yeah, we hopefully know. with bikes also.
3: That you can yes. call back to. You.
1: Oh, bike chat again! Ooh, bike chat. Welcome back to bike chat. No, we're, uh, that is the end of Podcast Beyond. Thank you so much, Tina, Brian, Alana, for joining me. If you liked the show, if you liked Bike Chat, please tell a friend. We are on YouTube every week. You can find us on youtube.com slash podcast beyond. Or is it not?
4: Slash IGN Beyond.
1: Is it IGN Beyond? But I don't know how I to call it
4: so... a podcast anymore. It's Oh, a show.
1: really? Wow. Well, that is show. my fault. Barrett? I'm sorry. Good job. Yeah, good job, Barrett. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Barrett! Uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> about that you can also find us uh and all the wonderful podcasts beyond uh fans beyond
4: on- it's not a podcast anymore remember
1: <laughs> oh, God. yeah but it always is to me i've been listening since episode one please forgive me for that uh at ig at facebook.com slash groups slash I think it is. It is gosh, Podcast Beyond, so you're group. messing me up there. It's facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond, but it's not a podcast no, anymore. No. Hey, we're
3: just, it's only f- episode 543, alright? We'll get used stuff. to it, yeah. <laughs> um, just getting started here. But
1: please subscribe on youtube.com slash IGM Beyond mm-hmm. and set on your notifications so every time there's a new episode, you'll get to see it immediately. Uh, and thank you all so much for joining me and have an awesome pre-E3. That's, that's, that's We moment. got a lot of time, yeah, yeah, so good luck for these next few weeks. Beyond.
0: Beyond. 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 beyond.